Welcome to the WAMDA podcast, where I'll be speaking with Mr. Salim Edde, Google's regional head of policy, discussing the Tech Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Research Report that was recently launched. Uh, Mr. Salim, it's a pleasure to be with you, and welcome to the WAMDA podcasts. Thank you, Walid. It's a pleasure to be here. So just to start things off, um, maybe you can tell us why Google does research in general, and why is that important for Google? So, uh, Google, uh, of course, uh, has an interest in, uh, in entrepreneurship and um, creating the right ecosystem uh, to make uh, entrepreneurs um, prosper across, um, across the globe. Uh, specifically, uh, when we travel and we meet with governments um, in emerging markets, they, all the government officials want to create the knowledge economy and they want to diversify their economy from uh, uh, relying on uh, raw materials, like in our region here, oil and gas mostly. Uh, they want to uh, bring their um, society, their economies into, into the, what we refer to as a knowledge economy. The question is, it, is what is it that they are doing about it? Uh, often they think the solution and the answer is in creating uh, entrepreneurs, in creating those companies that will disrupt the market, that will create a new wave of jobs for young people. Uh, Google is, is very much into this field. Um, this is uh, what we uh, try to do. Our, our vision and our mission is to uh, organize the world information and make it available to all. And uh, in this context, opportunities are created. Now, there are many people who can talk about entrepreneurship and you have various opinions about it. Uh, nothing like uh, a good research, facts. Uh, when you put facts on the table, people start to have uh, interesting conversation and meaningful conversation. So this is why we do the research. Fantastic. And, and one thing that we've noticed also at WAMDA is that there is a lack of information and proper data specifically for the MENA region. So it's fantastic to actually have Google come in and, and help to fill that gap with some very meaningful uh, data for, for what's happening in the region. Uh, is this the first time that Google does something like this, or is this sort of an ongoing thing? For, uh, no, we've, we've done other research. Uh, we, we regularly public, uh, publish research. Uh, the one that maybe uh, could be very relevant to this one is the Talent Competitiveness Index that we published with INSEAD, and we, uh, uh, it covered the entire uh, MENA region. It, it ranked um, how, uh, how various countries uh, perform in terms of talent competitiveness. So we, we understand that governments are interested in entrepreneurship, that uh, you know, Google is interested in, in, in bringing this data out. But further than that, what is it? Is it a public good that Google is doing for research? What, what, how does this reflect on, on Google? Why, why is Google doing this specifically? So we are interested in uh, having as many people uh, using the internet as, as, as possible. This is our mission. And, uh, to use it intelligently and effectively and constructively, this information must be uh, uh, structured and organized. This goes back to our mission and vision. 
Now, there is nothing like uh, a, a, a healthy disruption of, of markets, and this is where entrepreneurs come in. So tell us a little bit more about the research that was conducted. So this happened in uh, at late 2017, um, and it, it consisted of uh, six emerging countries in the study. Um, can, can you tell us uh, a little bit of the background of, of what led you to do these, uh, these studies? Yes, sure. So we do these studies to understand better the landscape and uh, to be able to uh, help uh, better uh, the, uh, the, the, those countries to put in place the right policies, to put in place the right initiatives. Um, and um, maybe your question is uh, why we chose the UAE uh, and Saudi Arabia. So we chose these two countries because we think for the MENA region, the Middle East and North Africa region, they are quite representative of the challenges that, uh, that lay ahead. And um, they are, uh, I would say, a step ahead of others in terms of uh, uh, trying to create a tech entrepreneurship uh, ecosystem. And uh, as such, uh, we, we, we thought that this, is, uh, this will be really useful once, once the data is out. And that data is actually quite um, telling and quite indicative. Uh, it doesn't change overnight. It's not changing overnight. So it's 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 really solid uh, data that uh, that uh, can help a policymaker or a decision maker to uh, to make the right uh, choices. In the region, let's let's focus on KSA for a little bit. We understand that the country has a vision, um, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hype happening around it. There's a lot of excitement happening around it. So it's fantastic to actually have a goal and aspire to reach that goal. But is it implementable? How, how do you see it in your mind from what's happening and from the research that came out? Um, can we actually get to that goal? Thank you. This is a great question. This is uh, the most important question because, as you're probably aware, uh, not only in the MENA region, but across most of emerging markets, uh, the leaders have a vision. And what will distinguish uh, countries from others is the ability to implement, to make it a reality. This will put you in the magic quadrant uh, if you actually manage to implement successfully. Specifically for Saudi Arabia, uh, and I would say even the MENA region in general, uh, th th there are some specific uh, measures that need to, uh, to, be, to take place. Uh, number one, you have, to, um, you have to have the right um, capacity building, meaning education. So you need to bring people to the, or users to, to the right level of, uh, of education. And education has changed. It's a moving target. It's a dynamic uh, uh, um, sector. Uh, what used to be important uh, 10 or 15 years ago is now out of date. So to be specific, uh, they need to educate the young people uh, and the entrepreneurs and everyone into uh, what we call uh, digital skills, maharat. Okay? The digital skills is extremely important. It's not about how to use a, a spreadsheet or how to put a couple of slides together or how to go on the internet. It's actually how to uh, be able to, uh, to, to exist online, how to... Uh, survive online and how to prosper, prosper and grow online. So this is, this is extremely important. Digital skills uh, 
is, is important. Second part is you have to have the right infrastructure in place. Now, uh, specifically in Saudi Arabia and in the UAE, you do have the right infrastructure. You, you know, when you pick up the phone, it actually works. When you have an internet connection, it works. Uh, where we need to improve, though, is about the cost of a connection. It's still very high compared to other places in the world. And if you want these countries to effectively compete with the globe, with, with the rest of the world, they need to make it more competitive. Uh, and drive the cost of a transaction to a minimum. There are people who won Nobel Prize saying that uh, when you drive the, the price of a connection or, or a transaction to a minimum, uh, then you have the highest uh, market efficiencies. Uh, and that's important. The third and most important is that you have to have the right policies in place. Uh, digital policies are, are, are the one I'm talking about. They are critical. Um, why is that? Because there is no economy that is not digital anymore. You remember we used to talk about uh, e-government in the past. N nobody talks about e-government anymore because there is no government without the e preceding it. The same thing for policies. So digital policies are, uh, are uh, extremely important. And if you put in place the not so good ones, the, 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 the ones that will actually... Uh, uh, not create that uh, that environment where people can communicate, uh, uh, cooperate, to co-create the opportunities of the future, you will be shooting yourself in the foot. Right, so there is a framework that was used in order to look at the different countries and then to look at the different uh, the ways of, of, of actually conducting this research uh, through the strategy. But let's focus on policy a little bit. And since we're talking about technology, do you see that policy is slow to come and start implementing those kind of structures? Because as we know with technology, things are happening so fast, so rapid. Now we're dealing with you know, security issues, we're dealing with financial uh, inclusion and fintech, the things that are happening there. So there's a lot of trepidation with what's happening in terms of the shift and the swiftness of the technology change. How does policy deal with that? I mean, from so digital policy is a challenge. Uh, it's not something uh, that is easy and straightforward. Otherwise, everyone can can make it happen. Uh, it is uh, we are all in uncharted waters or uncharted territories. We don't know what we don't know, and you have to have a different mindset to adapt to uh, to what's happening. Meaning, you cannot. Uh, have preconceived ideas. Uh, you need to observe what's happening, uh, analyze, make the right choices for your country and, and, and implement them and be ready to adjust later on. Now this, what I've just described, is just the antithesis of traditional policy because normally traditional policy is something that you put in place for, for many years to come and uh, a lot of wise people sit around the table and, and, uh, and discuss uh, uh, what it should be. Uh, the reality is that those wise people probably are not users, heavy users of uh, digital uh, technologies and then you, know, you get into situations that are difficult difficult for the policymakers, difficult for the users, difficult for the entrepreneurs mostly. Let me just point one of them to you, or a couple. You mentioned a few that are very important, but the, you know, the, the, 
the most important one, I would say, is um, the appetite for risk and embracing failure. <clears throat> we need in our region to understand that you cannot just succeed uh, from the first time. Uh, if you do succeed from the first time, uh, that, that is great. But if you do not succeed from the first time, uh, we should accept failure as a key learning, not as an end of a career and, 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 uh, and disgrace for the person who tried. Uh, if you look at uh, Google, uh, as an example, we have like seven products that are used by more uh, than one billion person each. You know, like between search, maps, YouTube, uh, Gmail, etc. But if I put a list, put up a list of the Google products that failed, there are maybe hundreds of them, and I, you, you wouldn't recognize them, I wouldn't even recognize them. So we, we have failed far more than, than actually succeeded, if you look at the numbers. Uh, what is so important is that those failures are the fertilizers that make uh, the, the successes grow stronger and can grow and, and, and scale. Now, this needs to be changed in the MENA region. I know there are bankruptcy laws that have been considered and started to be rolled out, and this is where the implementation of these will be extremely important. Uh, another, another area that you touched upon is privacy, security, uh, uh, and uh, security of data, privacy. So, so th these are issues that are very complex and tricky, but you need to make the right decisions. It's not, uh, it's not a, a black and white uh, situation. It's not that I sh we need to shut everything uh, uh, out so that you know, we have total privacy. There, there, are, there are a lot of nuances to, to these. And uh, uh, this is a case where definitely it's uncharted waters and uncharted territories. However, if you focus on the users, if you give uh, the young people, so I mentioned the young people because we all know that the MENA region has more than 50% uh, under 25 years old and these are data natives. So these, this is uh, the wealth, this, this, these are the people that will diversify the economy, that will replace oil with human capital and uh, will provide the growth of the future. Now, this is where policy becomes critical. If you make or the policymaker or decision maker makes the wrong choice with respect to privacy or with respect to security or data sovereignty. Uh, you could you could suppress uh, an entrepreneur to create uh, the unicorn uh, for, for for the MENA region. Now um, this is critical because this entrepreneur is not just competing. If he's in the UAE, he's not just competing with. Lebanon or Egypt or, or Saudi Arabia. He's actually competing with people from Singapore, from Silicon Valley, from the UK, from Japan. So you, we need to give them the, the tools and the chance and the opportunity to compete globally. So, I mean, you, you're mentioning a lot of things. When you were talking about innovation, digital transformation, you, you touched on education, fear of failure, security. But how is the region, or specifically KSA, doing uh, compared to, to other countries? Is this something that you see that they've embraced it and are trying to 
uh, really accommodate for the changes that is happening. So how does it how does it rank? What are some of the findings? So so the intention uh, intentions are good. Uh, the, the, they really mean well. I give you an example. They gathered. They I think it's obvious that you need for entrepreneurship funds, VC funds. So Saudi Arabia did a great job of of gathering something like. Uh, uh, it's 3.3 billion US dollars in terms of uh, funds for VC from various organizations. Um, if you look at the utilization of these, it's minimal. So what a lost opportunity. And why, why do you think the, the, the people are not really uh, applying for these funds or these funds are not being granted to people who apply? Uh, it's a combination of both. It's probably because, you know, the policies are not in place, the mindset is, is still, it's, although it, the intention is good, the implementation of it is, uh, is not there yet. It doesn't happen overnight, it can be accelerated, but uh, this is where, uh, uh, you know, looking at other examples, where people have done it successfully can, can be helpful. Can we get a little bit more specific? So we, we understand that the vision is there, the intent is there, and again, we're coming back to this idea of implementation. So when it comes to policy changes, um, what recommendations do you have uh, for the kingdom? Yeah, so, so I, mentioned, I mentioned that uh, capacity building is important, right? Um, let me take you back to these because there are certain policies that can increase capacity building, like the digital skills are a necessity. You need to create a digital citizen of the future. So these should be somehow, uh, uh, there must be some regulations, policies to encourage young people, uh, especially in our region, the women uh, at home or the women professionally to, to embrace these. Okay, So that's, that's the people. The second are the businesses. If you look at the businesses in, in, in the MENA region, the percentage that use, uh, that are actually online or that are present and trying to promote themselves and, and prosper online is minimal, is actually com minimal compared to places like Europe. I think the numbers are around 18 to 20% in MENA compared to 60% in, in Europe. So the businesses are not there yet. You need policies in place to encourage them to, to get online because this is where they'll find their, uh, their next uh, client. And when you find, when you create markets for, for SMEs, because everyone agrees that the SMEs are the creators of the new uh, uh, wave of jobs for the region, then you, you can uh, unlock the opportunities. That's great. I think people and bringing in the social aspect of it for them to actually embrace what's happening with the change and with the policy is important. So major cities around the world, you know, if we look at London, if we look at New York, San Francisco, they're a catalyst for innovation and change. Um, and a lot of it happens through an immigrant population that comes in to seek opportunity and then really start creating that through the talent um, and, and the high, high caliber of the skilled workers that they have. Um, do you think that the kingdom um, you know, seems to empower uh, immigrants to come in as well as their local population? Clearly there's, a, there's, a, there's um, a lot of initiatives that are happening to empower the youth in Saudi Arabia, but then how does it kind of work with bringing people from abroad to help with that innovation? Okay, innovation is... Um is 
a very special <laughs> ingredient or special state of mind or special condition. It cannot be dictated. Uh, it, it, you need a certain kind of ecosystem to make it happen. Um, we know for sure uh, that diversity is extremely important for innovation. What is meant by diversity? Traditionally, we talk about man, women uh, diversity, but it doesn't stop there. You have diversity in terms of backgrounds, of, of uh, education, in terms of age group, in terms also of nationalities and, and experiences. So uh, it's, it's a fact that uh, teams that have uh, that are diversified, that meaning that have uh, in their uh, their members come from different backgrounds, they outperform in the long term uh, monolithic teams. So it is in in the kingdom's interest to enrich uh, uh, the, the 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 landscape and the ecosystem with uh, talent from all over the world. Now, I understand the challenges that exist. Uh, uh, however, we must remember that not everybody is an entrepreneur. Not everybody can actually be a, uh, you're talking to Amdahir, not everybody can be a Fadi Gandur and create a, a company that creates jobs for, so, so you have to, you have to bring, uh, you have to put all the, the right conditions uh, for you, for a country to be able to innovate uh, and co-create opportunities of the future. Dubai has, has, has created a very successful model in terms of a city where people want to live. They want to thrive, they identify with it, and because of that, you get a lot of diversity that comes into it. Um, do you see the same thing potentially happening in Saudi Arabia? Potentially. Every Arab country, every country in the MENA region can, can become this place where there is uh, innovation and creation. So the potential is there. Whether it will happen or not is a matter of, uh, uh, as, as I've mentioned, it's a matter of uh, uh, will and by, the, by the leadership and uh, implementing the right policies. Um, so, look at Dubai, we know that it, it took off because uh, of the policies that uh, the leadership implemented here, uh, encouraging business to come in, uh, as long as you do it in a secure and uh, you, you follow the laws, you're there, uh, and then they innovated with, um, with the free zones, uh, and they created another wave of, uh, of growth. Um, of course, this is for Dubai, which is a hub. Saudi Arabia is, uh, has a lot of strength uh, inherent to it. It has a very large population, highly, I would say, uh, if you look at the university graduates, they are, uh, there is a good percentage of uh, educated uh, youth, especially among women, they actually outnumber the, uh, the men. Uh, so there is, there, there is potential there, and also they do have a strong local market. Local market is important, uh, so uh, what they do not have yet is, uh, if, you, if you look at the ranking of various cities in terms of uh, 
in terms of uh, quality of life according to international standards, they are not there yet. Okay, so they, I know that there is a program in place to improve the, the, the livability of, of cities in Saudi Arabia, but we're all waiting to, to see the results. So yes, potentially, Saudi Arabia can achieve that. In practice, how long it will take them? Uh, and uh, in, because you see, it, they need to invest time and effort to make this happen. So the research has now been published. It's out. All the hard work sort of has been done or so it seems, because what is the next step? So now that we have the data, we have the research, it's available, it's made public, you know, uh, what, what happens next? What happens in terms of... So I disagree with you, the hard work still ahead <laughs> has not been done. We just did a research and gathered some data, data points. The hard work is, is now, starts right now, is to look at uh, things as they are, deal with the realities, and then, and then make the right steps in terms of education, again, infrastructure and policies. This is critical uh, in terms of uh, being able to, to achieve what what uh, objective is. Uh, if I also look at uh, uh, what the, the MENA region wants to achieve, looking specifically at Saudi Arabia and UAE, their leaders want to be uh, their countries to be among the top, not like you know they they actually uh, UAE wants their countries to be among the top ten, right? So um, to achieve that, we need the, the acceleration, the extra efforts, um, creating a, a space where um, people can uh, uh, collaborate. Um, can share, so, so it's, it's uh, I would say, a massive collaboration, not just collaboration, massive collaboration that is enabled uh, by, um, by a very friendly uh, ecosystem for digitizers of this world, the young people, the ones that are under 25. Right, and then does, does Google help with that? I mean, does Google have sort of any plans to help with the lobbying, with the implementation of this, and, and actually creating it? We like to, uh, uh, to implement things. So what we've done is that uh, uh, we've launched Maharat from Google. It's digital skills. It's a very um, successful program that will help young people, uh, professionals, entrepreneurs specifically, how to be present online, how to grow and prosper online, and how to compete online. Uh, for us, that is uh, extremely important, and it is a program that can scale. It's available online, and also we're working with certain partners to make it available offline. Um, that's number one. The, the other uh, activity that is very successful is that we have a Google uh, Developer uh, Group uh, we've run across the MENA region hundreds of sessions where volunteers come and uh, they, they teach others how to code and uh, the language of the future, right? And then this has proven to be extremely um, successful. Uh, also, um, we, uh, we do things different like uh, uh, street view, uh, you, you know, we, we collect uh, 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 sites 
and we upload them on our uh, uh, on the internet so that people can can visit the MENA region from a distance and they'll be encouraged to uh, uh, to, to, to visit physically. Uh, so that has an implication in terms of uh, enabling the, the, the hospitality industry. Um, also something that we've launched recently, very successful, let's say, in Saudi Arabia, it's uh, uh, jobs. It's, it's an application that will allow people to find jobs next to them, near, near them. So also what we are doing to, to complete the ecosystem is that we are helping SMEs to be present online. So imagine this, we're creating, we're trying to create a virtuous cycle in terms of uh, the digital citizen empowered by Maharat, uh, SMEs uh, creating uh, presence on, on the internet and prospering online, and then a, a simple application like jobs helping young people find jobs that are suited to them. So this could create uh, potentially the beginning of a virtuous cycle for, for countries like Saudi Arabia and UAE. So can we expect Google to do, um, an, uh, to continue doing research uh, and sort of benchmarking this? I know this is the first, the first attempt to do it. it. Could we expect Google to do this in some, after some time in a year or two and just kind of see has the country and the policies moved in a certain direction? So uh, Google, remember, started at university. We have very strong academic uh, DNA. We like research. We always encourage research. And definitely, we will be doing more research uh, around these, uh, these subjects and for the MENA, definitely. Mr. Salim, thank you so much for your time and for your insights. Thank you, Walid. Appreciate it.